Imagine if every day, every thought that you had was to improve or enhance your life in a positive way so that you were able to follow through successfully with ease, eliminating doubt, fear or procrastination. Imagine if every action you took was for your future expected success rather than from your limiting past. Over the course of several decades, research into the field of human potential and performance shows the amazing abilities that every person has to tap into their potential to become limitless. My name is Anne-Marie and welcome to my show, Be You Limitless. In this show, I interview extraordinary guests from a variety of backgrounds who are united in their ability to consistently achieve personal greatness by being fearlessly unlimited so that you, the listener, can be inspired to exceed your personal limits. I invite you to send me your emails, ask me or my guests those breakthrough questions that give you permission to be you limitless. Every Thursday at 7pm on wellbeingradio.co.uk, audio for mind, body and soul. Hello there, it's Thursday at 7 and I'm back with you and I'm so delighted to be here. How has your week been? We've been having some awesome weather. Um, I really hope that you're getting back out there as much as what we can with the restrictions in place, but that you're starting to see your new normal. We talked about those seven stages of transformation and now I think we're really in the stage of being able to integrate back to our new new normal. Wow, so what a year it's been so far. 2020 has been phenomenal, hasn't it? Could you ever have imagined in your life we'd be here today, this way, living this way? I It couldn't have been something that was prophesied, although it has been. Um, what I want to say to you today is thank you so much for joining in the conversation and listening to this show, Be You Limitless. I really, really am enjoying it. I'm loving the research that I'm doing and the insights that it's giving me. And I'm also really excited about being able to share those, those 10 stages uh, I know there's seven stages of transformation, but the 10 sessions that I do to support you to be able to start, finish, enjoy, participate your journey to being you. And this is what we spoke about last week. So the first session that I talked about, I gave you the overview last week. Do check back if you can't remember everything. Um, the first session that I talked about was what do you really want? And it's easy to say, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. But actually think about why you want those things. And I think nine times out of 10, you're going to come back to the same conclusion. I want to be happy. I've left, I've, I've said nine out of 10. I can't possibly imagine what the other one is. But most people, for the most part, want to be happy. And that's why we, uh, what we really want really does, uh, that's the, the they're, they're the, the root causes, but they're the symptoms, should I say, sorry. Um, but the result that we want, the outcome that we want is to be happy. Well, there's an easy way to be happy really, really quickly. We can do this today like this. That was me clicking my finger. We can really change the way we feel about our reality right now and everything that happens to us. We can change it right now with just one simple um 
simple way of thinking. And it's something that I've adopted over the last five years. It's not easy, but you can train your mind to do it. And that's about the reframe. If you know anything about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, you will know that reframing is the way to um, create uh, new habits, new programs, new reality. It's all about reframing. And I want to give you a little example of that, um, about uh, reframing what you want to what you really want. Okay, so... As you know, I was um, brought up in care. I was in care all my life. And I went, uh, last Saturday, I went to see a friend of mine who was also in care. She's my longest standing friend. 43 years we've known each other. And we were laughing and talking about the, the good old days. You might not think it sounds like good old days, but I actually love being in a children's home. It was the most freedom I'd ever had in my life. <laughs> and we were talking about... Um, when my sister came to see me, I was about six years old. My sister came to see me. She was still in the foster home that I'd been taken away from. And she came to see me with my foster parents, which was a bit awkward because they'd given me away and left me there. And I was in the children's home. And we were talking about our Christmas presents. And she showed me her Christmas present. Get ready for this. She had a book. You might remember this. If you're, if you're same age as me, you might remember this. She had a book and it was a cutout doll and then you cut out the clothes and then you folded the little tabs over the paper doll and that was your present you just got to change the outfits <laughs> I remember laughing and said yeah you got that paper doll but look what I got and I showed showed her what I'd got for Christmas which was a real doll a real plastic doll I think it might have even been Cindy and I remember seeing the disappointment on her face and the elation I felt in mine and that was all about me reframing. Never mind that I'd just been um, given away or sent back to social care because I was apparently, quote unquote, too naughty for, for my foster parents. They'd sent me back to social services. We don't want her anymore, but we're going to keep her brother and her sister. That could have been the ruin of me. I could have felt so dejected and rejected, but I reframed it because guess what? The way that I thought about the children's home, I had lots of friends. We could go out when we wanted. We were food. We were fed. We were clothed. And I got real Christmas presents. So I just thought it was a win-win. And I know my sister went home feeling very dejected <laughs> that day. And look at that. I reframed it so that it worked for me. And she reframed it so that it didn't work for her. And that's what I've been doing all my life. So that's something that you can do right now. Start reframing any negative experiences and looking for the lesson. You will always find a lesson for your growth and development. It's whether you choose to see it or not, because guess what? Nothing comes to you for no reason. Everything or every difficult, uncomfortable or negative experience, experience that you um, that you experience, that you embrace is for your higher good. All of these lessons are sent to you to develop you, to grow you, to become the magnificent person that you are. That, or, and if you don't know you are, that you really are, that deep down inside that comes to fruition because every the way that you deal with these experiences shapes you, it makes you, and it grows you. So there you are. You can do an instant reframe just by the language that you use. If you want to go wider, what you really want, then I'm going to tell you a little bit after the break, after we've had some beautiful jazz smooth how you can do that long term um, and how you can do that in such a way that you don't have to think about reframing, that the, the reframed situation becomes your normal, okay? So when we talk about what, what do we really want, where do we start with defining what's truly important to us? Well, let's just start at the beginning, okay? 
We came into this world with a really clear idea of what we needed. As babies, we knew more then than we know now. Our needs were so simple. We needed food, water and love or connection, affection, significance. That's what we needed. We were very, very simple beings when we came into this, this planet Earth. Um, and if we were born into a loving, traditional environment, that's exactly what we got. We got, you know, you know uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you don't know, please look it up. It tells you in layers what you need to be able to become a self-actualized human being, which is what we all strive to be. And we start with the basics, food, water and love. Um, and if we get those, we, we develop in a healthy way. And if but if this but if this balance becomes risk adverse, we aren't able to explore and be curious about all the other sensory experiences that create our preferences because we're out of kilter. And then we spend our lives trying to redress the balance by eliciting those desired emotions from the experiences we indulge in. Does that make sense? So in other words, if you are born into a healthy, loving family, then you'll have everything you need as a foundation to go and explore and be curious and become and grow and become the, the the really balanced person that you will. But if any of those things is out of kilter, you don't get enough love, you neglect, or uh, you don't get enough water, then that's going to seriously affect the way that you are able to be risk averse in the world. Heavy stuff, right? No, not really. We're going to make it fun. And I'm going to give you some examples of how you can start really working out what it is you really want. Back after the break. So we talked about balance. We talked about if your needs are met as a young, as a, as a, a baby, then we grow up in balance. But if our needs are not met, then we grow up searching to um, elicit or achieve the um, component that we are missing, the developmental component that we are missing, whether that's food, whether that's uh, water or whether that's love. So as we grow older, uh, we, we, if we haven't had the, the correct amount of nurturing from those basic needs, then um, we may seek to find these experiences that give us the um, components that we, we haven't got. And they may not necessarily be healthy or kind to us, but they give us the same result. So that means things like looking for love in all the wrong places. You can find love in food. Some people find a very um, strong connection to food to give them what they need or sex or or they, they, they seek to find this balance in relationships. Here's an example of that. Good looking people. OK, this is a very sweeping statement, but I mean it um, uh, from, from the experiences that I've seen, basically, basically. So what I found with <laughs> you can disagree with this if you like. This is honestly just my own observations. But what I found with very, very good looking people is sometimes they can tend to come across a bit vacuous. And the, I think my personal thinking for why that is, is because when you are born beautiful, you are constantly told you are so beautiful. Isn't she just an angel? Isn't she lovely? And we um, we we judge ourselves by the uh, influences of what others tell us about ourselves. That's how we become who we are, really. Um, and if someone tells constantly tells you you're beautiful, then you're not going to work on the other aspects that you think you might need 
to because you have this fabulous beauty that everyone admires you for and it opens doors for you. So therefore, you just focus on becoming more beautiful. Have you noticed that? Beautiful people like to look at themselves a lot, etc., etc. Uh, if that's what's been affirmed back to you as a young person, if you're beautiful, then that's what you're going to feel. So um, in, my, my, in my experience, in my opinion, very good looking people become vacuous because it's um, the beauty that people focus on. And where focus goes, energy flows. An example of that could possibly, you could say that that's... Um, it has been said about Essex girls. They, they, I don't think so much now. I'm an Essex girl myself. But that has been said before. As we grow older, we're told which of our needs is acceptable and which is not. And we tend to pinch off the things that we are told that are not acceptable, right? So if you've been starved of love as a child and then you look for um, – love in relationships and a lot of contact and um, affection. But then people say, oh, that's inappropriate. You're too clingy or you start to pinch ourselves off, don't we? Because we are starting to respond to what people tell us that they need from us. The whole point of personal development is for you to find what you need, who you are, uh, instead of creating a list of things that people tell us are unacceptable that, that we, 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 we look for to meet our own needs, what we, we should be doing is to stand, stand and actually go introspective and look, what do I need to make me happy, to make me joyful? And when you serve yourself, you will find that you actually begin to serve others because you become the very best version of you. And that is all you can ever be. And therefore, people will accept you for that. If they don't, you are actually in a powerful position to be able to say that is their issue. It's not mine. I'm whole in myself. So how can you start that process of elimination so that you can really know what it is you want and what you need and not what others need or want you to be? Well, NLP, using good positive self-speak. That's the instant fix, okay? Buy a book, learn how to do it. Start doing it. Start building yourself up from the inside. The long-term version of that, which is what I deal with in my programs, is I would say the first place to look is the wheel of life. It's a really easy but empowering and powerful exercise because it makes you look at all the components and aspects of your life and decide where, what level of enjoyment am I getting out of those areas, my home life, my environment, my personal development, my relationships, um, my weight, my career, what personal enjoyment am I getting out of those right now? And when you've looked at, well, first of all, you need to define what a 10 looks like, right? In each of those areas, what would a 10 look like to you? What would the perfect 10 relationship look like to you? Is it somebody that's tactile, that's affectionate, that gives as much as they receive, that's looking out for you, that nurtures you, that grows you, that's someone to look up to? I don't know. You know what your own relationship needs are. Once you know what your 10 is, then you can actually look at the relationship that you have now, if you have a relationship at all. And that's not just a relationship with um, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's a relationship that you have with friends or parents Look at what the ideal scenario is for you. And then you look at all of the aspects and areas of your life and decide 
where am I now with each of those areas in terms of full enjoyment? And then when you know what you aspire to have and and you know and, and you also know what you've got right now, you can start working on reducing that gap between the two. Makes sense, right? Easy even. But how many times have you ever done that? Have you ever looked at every facet of your life and decided how happy am I in that part of my life? Uh, And what would the ideal, how many times have you done that? I know I only started doing that and I do it regularly now. I do it every six months because guess what? It changes. And, And that also brings me to Something that I notice about when, I, when I'm looking at um, coaches and, and all of these different people that, that, that um, offer personal development, and I see that they are, um, their website sometimes will be the same from when they start. I know my, my website is not where I'd like it to be because I've changed so much. I've done so much work. So it's really about making sure that you adapt with your growth. Don't stay stuck where you were because it's easy to stay stuck, but actually adapt and change and grow and make sure that everything around you reflects your growth. (gasps) Wow. Did I fit all that into half an hour? Because that's my time up and I really, really enjoy being here so much. That's where you should start looking. What do you actually want? And next week we'll be looking at... I'm actually going to write these down so that you can see them all in print. Next week, we're going to be looking at um, taking accountability for yourself, choosing what you want and taking accountability for it. That's all for me. I've had a lovely time. Thank you so much. And I'll see you soon. Bye.